This episode is brought to you by Quests for Authenticity, a confidence coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your characters are at the game table. Visit www.questsforauthenticity.com to learn how the program helps people stop being an NPC in somebody else's story and become the hero of their own, or to take a free quiz that will stat you as a level one character in real life. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Let's dive into level one cleric, the build. Um, Let's look at what makes them a full caster that's a little bit more capable than a wizard or some of the other caster classes that we've seen. And um, some some suggestions on when you're building that character where you should look to put some of those ability scores or some of the options you can take to really start creating that character the way you want to play them. Yeah. Uh, so clerics, first of all, is always going to be with or rather sh- typically is wisdom based. They're one of the many uh, wisdom based uh, uh, classes out there for spell casting, which makes a lot of sense because it's not about your intelligence. It's about your um you know, the wisdom, like you usually think of wisdom in the context of the wise scholar or the learned man, the, you know, the, the, the monk out in like, you know, the European style monk out in the desert, who's been meditating on the, you know, the, the nature of the universe and the nature of dualism and the physical world versus the spiritual world. Right. So, uh, and also wisdom is a stat that's used in D and D for things like perception uh, and being aware of your surroundings. And they kind of key onto that and taking it to like almost a cosmic or religious level, being aware of the greater world around them, not just the physical things, but also the spiritual metaphysical, which is kind of cool. So wisdom is going to be always really important for spellcasting when it comes to uh uh, to the clerics, uh, but uh, after that, constitution or strength is usually a good one. Um, uh, a lot of the physical weapons they can use is going to be keyed off of strength, not a lot of dex-based clerics, though I have done one before, um, and an easy option for the background would be something like Acolyte, but honestly, mm-hmm. you can pick anything. It doesn't really, really matter. Um, right, you but, can uh, be a folk hero or a charlatan and just pick a deity that you know is like deception. <laughs> Yeah. And a, so a tr- you could find a trickster some fun ways domain. To yeah. Yeah. Trickster <laughs> domain god. Yeah, exactly. Or charlatan and picking with one of the typically seen as evil deities. And you're like, oh, no, no, I'm actually a, a cleric of the Dawn Father of Pelor. But really, you're like, you know, into like the god of murder, Cyril, or whatever. Um, I think that's what his name is. But yeah. Um, getting into like the stats, though, um, you D8 for hit dice. Um, and you get light armor, medium armor, and shields. Although I mean, there's that a lot right of this, there is a good bump for a caster. It really is. There's not a lot of full casters that get that off the bat. And there's uh, several domains, the subclasses that you can pick that'll give you access to even more armor and more weapons. Uh, so, but, a quick pause, real quick, on a slight segue. When yeah. you're doing a somatic casting spell, how does that work if you're holding a shield? Is the expectation you just have to have one hand free? Uh, so typically a cleric, ha- they have a um, somatic, yeah, they'd have to have one hand free. And I think technically you're holding a shield and a weapon that doesn't work, but mm-hmm. I, I'm all, eh, yeah. uh, I'm okay with that. Just like, curious. To, yeah, like I'm not going to be big onto that, especially because their, their uh, spellcasting focus um, 
for a lot of like material replacement, you know, for spells is just their holy symbol, which is like really easy to like put on a shield or, you know, sometimes the holy symbol of some deities are the weapon that you're holding itself, you know, Mm -hmm. that a a scythe or a sickle or a mace is the symbol. So like, you're just, you're great. You just hold out your mace and channel divine energy and make all the skeletons explode. Um, But yeah. Exactly. Uh, they get simple weapons, no tools, which, you know, you get that from your background, probably saving throws, wisdom and charisma. And then you can choose two skills, history, insight, medicine, persuasion and religion. Um, and which is really good because wisdom uh, is keyed for insight, for medicine uh, and uh, oh, and religion, though, weirdly is not wisdom. It's intelligence along with history. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Uh, I thought it was kind of a little odd, but then you can start off with a mace or a war hammer if you're proficient. Uh, and a lot of them are, and you can choose like leather armor or scale mail or chain mail if proficient, uh, which is really nice because you get your subclass at level one, like we said. And so a lot of these guys, when you're making your cleric off the bat, you already get extra stuff just from the word go. And so mm-hmm. they give you extra options as starting equipment for free that can key off the extra options you get at your, your subclass, which is a little bit different. And I kind of really, really like that. Um, a shield and a holy symbol, light crossbow, simple or a simple weapon, a priest pack or an explorer pack. So um, that's the kind of stuff you get off the, the bat as a cleric. And you can cast spells at level one. You get your divine domain uh, at level one. You get a lot of stuff right away. Um, What's really interesting about, do you want to talk about the spell casting for a second? Because they do it a, a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and do an overview of the cleric spell casting real quick. Um, and especially how it differs from some of the other casters. So we can define that for people that are playing one caster to a different one. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you get cantrips at first level, three of them of your choice from the list. Uh, and then oftentimes you'll get extra uh, cantrips uh, later because of your subclass. But um, the the number of spell slots that you have on the chart there in the player's handbook uh, are just the slots that you have. When it comes to preparing and casting spells, this is where it gets a little bit different. So um, when every day you prepare the spells that you want to know like a wizard does, but it has to come from the a little bit bigger repertoire that you have in your spell book. But with a cleric, every cleric spell is available to you every single day when you prepare your spells. You get to pick from anything on the list. It's a smorgasbord. It's a buffet. Because you're praying in the morning to your deity and you tell them what you would like and they can just give it to you. Right. So uh, if you've ever, you know, made a cleric in D&D Beyond and then printed uh, for whatever reason, the spell sheet, the spell sheet is buck wild because it's just slammed full of stuff because it shows you everything that you could prepare, which is all of it, which is everything, <laughs> which is all. Yeah, you're, you're going to run out of ink um, and you just have to pick every day what you do. So a lot of people what they'll do is uh, or what I even recommend is think about like, well, what's your like daily loadout like just for a random you know adventuring day or in town like what do you always want to have ready if you know your next day you're going into a big battle have a different like loadout of more you know uh uh battle ready 
uh, spells. And then if you're going to be doing sneak or you want to be like the main healer, like have different complements, different loadouts that you can do and have them like on an index card you can keep around with you and mm-hmm. choose from that kind of preset, which it makes it really easy. Um, but uh, yeah, but then at, beyond that, you can only choose a certain number of spells to prepare every day. And that is equal to your wisdom modifier and your cleric level minimum of one. Uh, and that's how you go. So, so as you, you go should, up, probably you'd be like a, maybe two, possibly three when you're a level one. Um, probably three or four actually, because if you're, it's really yeah, if you're loading to, into wisdom, I guess. Yeah. 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 If, if you take this suggestion and you have a 16, which is really easy to do, uh, and not even be your highest stat, um, uh, that would give you a, a three and then your level is one. So that's four. So you could really easily have three or four spells prepared, which is consistent with a lot of the other, um, uh, full casters we've seen on our list from the arcane and the divine, uh, lists. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good reason, too, if you're, you know, we haven't obviously gotten there yet, but at the points that you might be able to take in a, an ASI, an ability score increase as you're mm-hmm. leveling up, it might be a good incentive to level up your wisdom, um, just specifically so that you can ready another spell, because that would allow you to then increase the number of spells you could have prepared in the day uh, exactly. by a, a default, too. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, saving throws and uh, attack modifiers done the same way as always. Eight plus proficiency bonus plus wisdom for the attack. Proficiency bonus plus wisdom. Uh, you also were a ritual caster, which we haven't really talked about a whole lot. But basically, if something has the ritual tag, you're able to use that in a kind of a longer sense and cast that spell without using a spell slot. Uh, and typically, they'll use a holy symbol as their spell casting focus. So, yeah, pretty straightforward. It's just that every day you have the entire cleric spell list and any additional spells you get from your subclass to choose from when you choose which spells you'll be using based on your wisdom bonus plus your uh, cleric level. Can you, oh man, like I'm just thinking about like the, I, I want to say worst case scenario, but like if you multi-classed multiple casters, <laughs> like yes. what you have access to would be phenomenal especially if like starting out with cleric just right out the gate you automatically get every single thing out of the cleric list as a mm-hmm. level one caster you could build a very interesting caster that has access to a huge amount of spells yeah the versatility alone is ridiculous especially when you consider that pairing that with your subclass which might give you access to some kind of uh, off-label spells that you don't usually see clerics casting uh, and then whatever you subclass into, it gets kind of wild, uh, especially if you're doing something that's pure arcane, like the wizard sorcerer uh, or artificer um, would do that. So, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, then at level one, you also get to choose your divine domain, which we'll talk about in depth here in a little bit. But basically, uh, it opens it gives you an extra little bump of cool things and also opens up the spell list even further um and uh also lets you uh have spells that are always prepared no matter what and doesn't count against the number of spells you have prepared in a day oh wow Right, And that's at level one. So we're not that's talking about four prepared one. spells, potentially or hypothetically. We're talking about even more than that. Exactly. Um, the uh, like I'll just pull up one here real quick. So uh, like one of this uh, typically what you'll see is 
uh, new cleric spells for you at first, third, fifth, seventh, and ninth, um, and um, uh, of those levels. And basically, like for instance, you have detect magic and magic missile just always on your on your sheet, and they don't count against the other ones you have. So. To go back to your point, it even further opens up that versatility to a ridiculous level, and I am here for it. Thanks for equipping the compendium. We hope you enjoyed listening in to the conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would help us out if you take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a good review. We hope to see you back in a few days for the next episode, where we'll be continuing our discussion delving further into the world of D&D.